Okay, guys, once we're through this door, it's defeat the dragon and claim the sword of the Mythcreant podcast. I've got my plot shield equipped. Magic missile ready. Um, why are we on a spaceship? It's my shield. Um, I mean, force field. It has plus two to plot convenience. And we're conveniently on the USS Mythcreant podcast. Convenient? We're headed towards an alien armada. Readying the improbability drive. The shields are down 50%. I'm not sure we can survive another moral analogy. Oh, now what? It's a graveyard. Is it just me, or is this world a bit inconsistent? Spooky fog, full moon, empty mansion... It's genre consistent, anyway. Here lies the Mythcreant podcast. May its speculative fiction madness never again threaten the world of men? I want to go back to the dragon. World of men? That's kind of sexist, isn't it? Yeah, there are other options for efficient gender-neutral pronoun use. I have no idea what you just said. We'll just have to dig up the podcast and find out. Wait. There's a bit of fine print here. On a gravestone? A podcast analyzing aspects of fantasy, science fiction, and horror. Downloadable from MythGreens.com, iTunes, and Stitcher Radio. Come on, guys. These Eldritch Grave Seals aren't going to break themselves. Maybe you shouldn't do that. Hey, this is Rush Payton with Roleplaying Public Radio. This is RPPR episode 101, the Better Angels campaign postmortem. I say Better Angels campaign even though the actual campaign will be called No Soul Left Behind because it was originally called The Spirit and the Spoiled, and... It's just, if it's Better Angels, everyone will know. So no Soul Left Behind. Yeah, No Soul Left Behind. Type that into Google now. Keep hitting refresh until a Kickstarter shows up. Yeah. And give it some money. <laughs> so Please. We, we have to cast <laughs> of the campaign here. Buy the book. Mr. A. I see to give it money. <laughs> yes. Mr. A. He's so beautiful. For the kids. All right. Um, before we get, so we're going to be talking the second campaign, what went right, what went wrong. Uh, and before we get into that, I want to give a little bit of news. One, uh, speaking of Kickstarter, there will be a Base Raiders Kickstarter coming soon for Boiling Point, Boiling Point uh, an adventure, an underwater base. Uh, this is not written by me. This is written by uh, RPPR listener Peter Nielsen. This is his first release. Uh, I'm editing and doing layout and blah, blah, blah. Uh, so this will be a print-on-demand adventure. Uh, so I'll be hopefully getting that up by the end of July. Uh, also in Raillery, we're uh, Caleb... Tom, Aaron, and I have been doing some antics in Payday 2, uh, so we're very professional thieves. Um, I've only shot most of the civilians in most of our missions. Uh, you are definitely the Mr. Blonde. <laughs> you, you, Caleb, you see, civilians are just assets you buy during the game. I can't, I've lost count of how many times you're like, why don't you just zip tie him, Ross? I'm out of zip ties. <laughs> I'm looking at your screen. You have six zip ties. I oh, have two. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> your pew pew pewing with silence weapons. <laughs> Silent shotguns are an effective technique. Uh, um, an effective weapon. So I stand by that. Uh, anyway, and... Uh, in other news, the playtesting, uh, open play, well not open playtesting, but the uh, expanded playtesting for No Soul Left Behind is ongoing, and Caleb is for taking. Uh, I think anything. it just wrapped up. Actually, just wrapped I up. Have all, right. all the playtest reports. Thank you for everyone who did that. Yeah. I appreciate it. There were many good comments, and uh, I'm sorry for all of the typos. <laughs> uh, fourth draft is forthcoming, so hopefully that will get the rest of them. 
until all those other ones. All right. Uh, So to get this discussion going, why don't we talk first about the genesis of the project Uh, in terms of Caleb's and you know you you being the author and um, mm. <laughs> despite mm. the authors all being dead, uh, <laughs> uh, what? How did this come to be? Like, did I, I imagine is better angels came out and you're like, I have the campaign for that. But did you have the idea for doing something in the school and then you like, then better angels comes like that's the system for my school uh, campaign or like I don't know how did it happen? Uh, well, they. Or I think it was before the Kickstarter even launched, but they were looking for playtesters for the system, Arc yeah. Dream was, and, um, because we know the guys, we were lucky enough to be on there. And I, I think I read some promotional material about like the fundamental question of the game being, can you tear down the devil's house with the devil's tools, and lots of stuff about like, uh, can you use corrupted means for good ends and stuff like that. I'm like, And I was... Of course, reading this during like a test I was administering to a class of students, I'm like, sounds like school. <laughs> I'm like, no, that is exactly school. That would be great. Like, if I was a demon, it could brainwash kids into doing things, or if I could light certain administrators on fire with my eyes, it would not take a very hard push for me to be like, yeah, I'll do that. And then, as I thought of that idea, uh, my job, which I was already starting to see the underside of that uh, sat on me. So I got a very good close-up view of its underside. And uh, it was... Oh, metaphors. That's a plinky undercarriage. It was gross. Like a bitch uh, and yeah, and the entire time I, stuff was happening at work, I'm just like... Like, it's so baffling and Kafka-esque and, and bureaucratic without reason. And it loses sight of why everyone's here. That it would be totally easy for people with a demon to be like, well, now that I can do this, I'll do it better, and then just dig themselves even deeper. Uh, so that was the genesis of the campaign idea. For the kids. For the kids. Uh, <laughs> um, by the way, it's Stan and Deliver. Uh, that, that's the movie we are making fun of every time we say that. Yeah, but, the, uh, you know, I actually looked on IMDb. And we're making fun of the South Park episode. making fun of that movie. Yeah, yes. because it's not actually in Stand and Deliver. He never says that exact line. I know. It's Cartman imitating all... But almost his accent is in that movie. That is shit. I hope you Philistines appreciate it. <laughs> almost his accent in that movie is yeah. about... Not really an exaggeration of what we're doing. No. <laughs> it is like... We don't need no stinking sheriffs, man. Like... Yeah. Yeah. All right. So... Uh, so that's how the game, the campaign idea got started. Why don't we talk uh, about the players and everyone can introduce themselves and the genesis of your character idea. Uh, I'll, I'll go last. Uh, so, Bill. Well, uh, <clears throat> okay. Uh, Mr. A came about mostly because I had made the mistake of internalizing too much of what everybody else had written about their characters on the forums and the abortive first go-round. So I came to the table with something way too grimdark. Yeah, and essentially I sort of backfilled it from game mechanics. Uh, I believe I picked the impossible beauty and the, uh, yeah, whatever the other thing was. 
and passed it off to, I think Sarah was the one who filled in the rest of my sheet, got it back, and turned it into a speech teacher because, you know, well, for one, somebody should actually be a teacher in the school, and for two, good at talking to things. I mean, yeah, so not, good. Not, not, <laughs> too not, good. Not very really deep. And, yeah. and then I just kind of modeled him after every speech teacher I've. You know, <laughs> had occasion to know. A uh, little too full of themselves and, you know, a little few degrees removed from reality. All right. Good. Fair enough. Uh, David, yours? Well, um, I actually had a lot more thought that went into Sarala than went into Bran. Um, with Bran, I thought, if I go for the librarian and metagamey thought here, um, he would be one of the few faculty members that would be able to do things during the day and nobody would notice because let's be honest print is a medium that's kind of dying in favor of electronic everything <laughs> and sparkly wizard vampire deathmatch sparkly wizard vampire deathmatch <laughs> did that make it into the book oh yeah no I, I have a whole title I have a whole list of YA titles <laughs> is it in a sidebar you uh, tell me it's in a sidebar no uh, and I um I thought that it, he would fit best as an older gentleman because the thought that rolled through my mind is, let me show you how to find the card catalog. I think we've all known that team. library. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of an archetypal sort of thing. <laughs> but um, with Sarala, I thought I would challenge myself and come up with a demon that did not lie. And so that's the genesis of Sarala, the ever-truthful. And my big thought was that with every sin that I would offer, my own challenge to myself was a damned if you do and damned if you don't. Um, like in the abortive initial playtest, the one that Aaron didn't go for, um, you see that lost little boy over there by himself? Help him out. Show him that strangers are not necessarily bad people or leave him to his own devices. One of the two. Either way, I still win. Yeah. All right. Very good. Sarah? Um, well, I think from being a teacher, I thought the only position I would never want to have would be administrator. <laughs> <laughs> and so that seemed like the natural way to go. Okay. Led better. Stretch your uh, yeah. uh, acting. All right. Mm -hmm. Very good. Mm -hmm. uh, anything on the demon? Uh, Frank from accounting? <laughs> yes. Frank Cooper from accounting was inspired. Uh, well, actually, a lady I know, her dog was something similar. Oh, yeah. His, I don't remember. He wasn't Frank Cooper, but he was someone from accounting, and that was the name of her dog, and I thought it was genius. Yeah, <laughs> like, that, she'd need the dog to come in. She'd be like, Steve from accounting. <laughs> yes, and I thought it was perfect for a lonely demon who was hated lonely. by everyone in his family. Frank, Frank Cooper definitely made it into the book. Yeah. Uh, how could he not? Um, so for me, for Chan Smith, uh, I wanted to basically, I mean, for lack of a better word, I wanted to make a schmuck. I wanted to make a deeply flawed person who is... <laughs> uh, and a parent. And a parent. Um, I wanted to make, because, you know, everyone in role-playing games, the tendency is to make someone, you know, with the trench coat and katana and who's badass and cool. And that's certainly one that's not thematically appropriate for better, better angels. Uh, it's kind of the opposite of the theme of the game, and it would be impossible to actually pull off. But two, I mean, I wanted to embrace. Uh, um, I wanted well, to. The school janitor did come close to that. Yeah. Um, 
So I just imagine him, like, as a refugee from Myanmar, like, he used to be an officer, but, like, he wouldn't have been, like, the guy committing atrocities. He would have been basically the secretary or assistant to the officer committing atrocities. And he's like, oh, God, I'm in my over in over my head. I have to escape. And then he's just, you know. I must commit atrocities of my own <laughs> in the land of opportunity. <laughs> we didn't know he was going to get possessed by a demon. I mean, you know, that was the whole thing. He's, he doesn't think ahead, and he, he, try, he means well, but he doesn't, like, think about the consequences of his actions and uh and that was the whole point of the game was that he would see if he would actually try and like either get worse or like holy shit my actions have consequences maybe i should think about them before i before <laughs> commit them um nope. yeah no he does by the end like, still, he does by the end he, he still did the better. super villain jerry gargant <laughs> um and then balagrin of course is Balgren. Balgren from the Who's New World. Who's been in every single game. <laughs> yeah, shit, shit, shit. That's, I mean, you, know, you got to go with the, what the listeners want. So, um, Before the podcast started, I, I thought that your character concept was trying to disprove the stereotype that Asians are smart. <laughs> I really thought that's where you began and ended your character concept. Well, I mean, in terms of role, like, again, also with the powers, is like, I was, I, I, I kind of went back to my thing, which is what the party needs. Like, I thought a parent perspective would also be unusual. Like, something, like, everyone else. No, that was, that was really good. We did. Because, um, like, everyone else is the faculty member, or Jason was going to be a student. Uh, so I thought a parent who has time to volunteer around the school would be an interesting uh, contrast to that. Uh, so that was another. And then for the powers, like alchemy, I, I like the versatility of that. Which <laughs> Really? Because yeah. you, only, you only ever change things into about four things. <laughs> well, you get a repertoire after a while. I mean, no, I, start, I varied it a lot early on. And then, like, you find the ones that work really well, like the chloroform, your thermite. You know, uranium. I think that was once. All right. That was, I, I think my favorite turn things into other things wasn't uranium. It's when you were trying to intimidate the gang into following you, <laughs> yeah. and you were impossibly beautiful. You shot a man in the head. Sarah was a, a giant honey badger shooting lasers out of her eyes, and you turned a lamppost into wood. <laughs> that was your fear no, me moment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's one now. <laughs> he also turned the stereo into Ruby. <laughs> oh, I forgot oh, the Ruby stereo. Yeah. That. that they then tried to pawn. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so, uh, and then clairvoyance. I thought you know again that utility that would have something about that. And uh, so yeah, so that that was my uh, origin of uh, Chan's uh, creation. Uh, <laughs> so I know you made a little reference earlier on to the the sort of flawed creation of the game or the, the of the running of the campaign. Uh, so for the listeners who aren't aware of the whole uh, mishaps, you want to get into that a little bit or like the, yeah, we can do that. Yeah. Uh, so it's gonna take a little time to trace. So I I wrote. I, I pitched the game to Arc Dream. Yeah. And then they said, yes, go for it, do a play test. And while I didn't have the whole book written, I wrote a complete outline of every scenario. And this was something like eight or nine months before we actually started playing the campaign. Like, so, like, they were talking about contracts. We were going to do something since Gen Con. It was all in the bag, and I needed to get this play tested. But. Literally, for months on end, every day we would come to play, uh, Tom would not show up or Aaron would not show up. Uh, and then one time we got to do 
we did the good, the bad, and the hunky because we wanted to run yeah. a one shot before we made characters. So we ran the good, bad, and hunky. We got the idea. Uh, it went a little long, so we went to the second session. So I'm like, all right, we'll finish like the last half hour of the good, the bad, and the hunky. Then we'll do character creation for the campaign. And since the first episode of the campaign, you don't have powers, we'll just start off with that. Um, <clears throat> so we literally play for like 15 minutes. We're like, uh, well, okay, time to start character creation. So we all flip over our sheets. And Aaron's like, all right, well, see you guys. And literally just runs out the door. Just run out. It was, it was like, I was like, hey, where you go? He was just barreled out of the door. It's almost like there was a prostitute in the room. Yes. Yes. It was like there was a prostitute in the room banging out his stats with, uh, like Houdini, he was gone. Yeah. So the I was. The chains were all there. The locks I, were intact. I was deeply confused, and then they started no showing the games. And then at, at some point, I'm eventually like, I, I, I quit. Like, yeah. I think I was one day. I was like getting my tires changed or something, yeah. and they had a friend in, and they both canceled and turned the game back on four separate times that afternoon. They're like, no, we're going to hang out with a buddy. No, he's not staying here. We can run the game. No, we're going to hang out with a buddy. No. So I'm like making game materials, not making game, making game materials. And then I just quit. Yeah. Uh, but then they're like, hey, you playtest that campaign yet on email? And I'm like, well, fuck. Yeah. Uh, so that's when I began begging Sarah to <laughs> take an interest in role playing because <laughs> I really needed uh, people to play this the campaign, and I only had a few people who were interested in doing so. So, yeah, thanks, uh, honey. Well, and, 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 and we were enthusiastic. I mean, yeah. there was Plan C. I, mean, I should say I'm endlessly glad that it did work out the way it did. I'm much glad we played with this group. Then, yeah, because you guys are great, and it was not something we'd done before in RPPR. Yeah. And Tom's character concept kind of unnerved me. Yeah. Because it was very Frank Millery, and it wasn't quite the tone. I think everyone really got the tone down from the very start, so I think it worked out, even if we had to retcon the first episode. Well, I think the thing is, the reason about Tom and Aaron's, um, their scheduling, is... Up until this, the Better Angels was the first campaign where attendance was mandated, really essential for everyone at all games. Yeah. Up until then, like every other game, and that's there how the system is designed. Yeah. Yeah, and every other game we've done, there have been scheduling issues with some players. And Tom and yeah, no exception. I've been no exception. Everyone's had problems so, sooner or later. But if they don't show up, their characters don't do anything. This I was late but, to this moment. Exactly. Right here. Um, <laughs> So, but in the, in uh, Better Angels, you're not only playing your character, you're playing a demon, and so you one person's out, that throws the entire group off, and uh, it's so that was the reason why they it was such a problem with when one player doesn't show up, you can't really run the game it, unless you're willing to house rule or people are willing to switch to role playing, it, which is if hard. one person doesn't show up, like I mean, I feel confident I could step in as Balgrin. Yeah, I mean, don't. <laughs> Your portrayal of Valgrin is truly nuanced and wonderful. But I established could, could it. Could you be Frank? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I, I could try yeah. Frank. I, yeah. could I don't try. think any of us could really do Frank. Just because <laughs> no. You guys are too nice. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> no, I can't be We're that honest. I can't okay, be that Sarah, matter of fact about things. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Sarah, every time <laughs> you had a lie, yeah. you just... Okay, trying to think the way... 
Caleb's into English. He can't pull off that economy of language. <laughs> okay. Sure, do that. Nope. Not enough. <laughs> yeah. No, I wouldn't want him to go to hell. <laughs> Did you find the appropriate paperwork? Yeah, that's about the most Frank said. <laughs> and I loved it. Um, and it worked. Uh, but yeah. But yeah, that was so that was the real problem. Like, we've uh, 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 there's been scheduling, scheduling issues in every campaign from No Evil to The New World. It's just th- this one, everyone had to show up, which is why it was a problem. So that was for Tom and Aaron. They weren't like, I don't think it wasn't a conscious campaign. No, I, no, I don't think it, it was. It was just the game, Better Angels, had higher requirements than what we were used to. <laughs> yeah. And we had scheduling issues like getting it done just between work for everybody yeah. and stuff like that. But it was just a matter of getting it started. Once we got it started, we knew we wanted to finish yeah. it. So, yeah. Um, so, with that Sisyphean sort of task <laughs> in a way, um, in terms of like running the adventures and then like. How did that progress in terms of like writing the event? Like, how much of this did you have totally outlined? How much did you write during the campaign? And like, you know, how much did it, did you adjust it for our, you know, particular quirks? Well, when when I came in here to run it, my outline was basically like the major antagonists, and then the highlight of the Better Angels system. I wanted to put in that game. So yeah. like, the basic idea of the campaign book is that it will teach you how to run Better Angels games and campaigns, like by featuring. So with think of the children, the first the entire premise is to give you a reason to be a supervillain, like yeah. beyond just the book says be a supervillain, like to provide reasons within the setting that make sense to dress up as the Mardi Gras of crime rather than just some cool looking Brian Singer black leather badass mutant. Right. Um, and then. Arts and science is about, oh, hey, do you have devil's devices? Look at all these different devil's devices. You want to build one yourself? So it's kind of, so a lot of it, especially the first act of the campaign is really tutorial or tutorial. Yeah, like, here's what damnation looks like. Here's what exorcism looks like. Here's, you know, well, uh, so that's the big selling point of the campaign. So I had the features I wanted in there. I had the features I wanted to add. So the, like, the layer building rules on how to build your old evil layer. Those are... Yeah, I didn't have those written up completely, but like the the adventure where you raid Triskaidekas layer is all about like seeing how one of those works. Yeah. Um, so I had the features I wanted in there, and then the antagonists, and then the the clue for getting to the next session every time. Um, but otherwise, it was like really freeform, and I was thinking like as I started writing it, like maybe I've made a mistake because I tried to cater every episode to your subplots. And what you were doing individually so much, but then I realized, well, that's really a better Angels game. It has to be about like you perform an action and it comes to bite you in the ass in some way you don't expect. Well, I make it hard for you with Chan. Like, <laughs> that was my thinking too. Yeah, you, know? yeah, you, you, t- you gave it to me. It was yeah. easy. Uh, so the, well, the after all of the stuff with Tila, I kept expecting. Um, the irradiated wife and kids to show up and just say, you killed my husband. <laughs> he wouldn't have been irradiated. He died before they ever showed up. Like, <laughs> he was really irradiated. Yeah, like, it was most of his arm. Like, I, I was just, did not Buried do well in, in science. Yeah. Uh, Pole but, bearers were bodybuilders in hazmat suits. <laughs> <pretty much>. Wow. <laughs> uh, I kind of wish I'd done that scene. <laughs> <laughs> you can still revise it. <laughs> yeah. Red cow. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I mean, for you guys, uh, so during the campaign, um, 
yeah, everybody had their subplots. Did you when you you going in, you probably had a sense of what your sub. I mean, for me, my obvious my character subplot is very obvious. Dealing with my kid, making sure he did well when he was leaving high school, like got into a good college and whatnot. Uh, but what about you guys? I mean, did you have a pretty uh, good idea of what your conflict was going to be about? I mean, the Mr. A's got like yeah, it wasn't surprising at all. I wasn't necessarily banking on it being no. like, but yeah, I mean. At, not, at a fundamentally underprivileged school, the idea of the debate team being terrible, <laughs> the uh, desire of the debate coach to improve said terribleness, I mean, it's pretty much a given. Yeah. And, you know, it was kind of fun to realize, you know, I realized pretty early on that the day of reckoning would be coming. Right? <laughs> and yet, for some reason, maybe it's just the spirit of the game, I never once thought about pulling back from it. It's just like... I the idea of I'm just we're, we were birds of to argue with inanimate objects. We, we were birds of feather in that respect. No hold back. <laughs> yep. uh, I think that goes for all four of us. See, David, <laughs> the, I mean, like... Uh, so, David, what about you? I didn't have a clear... Like, I mean, a subplot happened. Like, Well... Honestly, I was Boy, thinking that a different subplot was going to be mine oh, um, yeah. from the beginning. Uh, there were the D&D kids playing in the library, and oh, I kind of yeah. thought, I'm going to have to try to nurture these kids and try to protect them from all of the rest of... Yeah, that didn't happen. No, well, that's true. Um. Instead, yeah. Um, nurture. <laughs> I was just continually trying to make you take responsibility for, for your, the callous for, murders for the, the callous thing. murder <laughs> but, yeah but well, if that to, was a great subplot I wouldn't change well, the like, world honestly though the other <laughs> thing with that is alright you can do something really good for Tila or we have to advance the story it's okay um, Tila the, no no alright I guess we'll have to advance the story I'll get to her later eventually it, we can fix this. It's not too bad. I mean, it's I just a little vengeance. broken. I am the knight. It's just a little bit more broken. I, I can still fix it. Okay, uh, that teacup has been dropped repeatedly. It's practically powder. Yeah. But enough super glue and uh, there's no way I'm fixing this. A strong it. Awesome. Awesome. comes by. It's a very busy Forklift full of nail guns. Yeah. We have passed the point of no return. Oh. You definitely need some therapy, like group, group <laughs> counseling. Yeah. But Sarah, but you and Honey Bear, like, uh, one, I had to commend you for only calling him Honey Bear the entire campaign. Um, did you have an idea of, like, how that was that relationship was going to work out? Um, no. <laughs> Wasn't expecting it And until, I think, when I was like, yeah. Honey Bear, next week, you're going to have to deal with that. <laughs> what? <laughs> what are you talking about? And then it became... Right. I will say that I was continually stunned by your choices. <laughs> like, if you fail one lie roll, you're just like, all right, I'm going to tell him everything. <laughs> Look, I can transform into a quad sail that shoots laser out of his eyes, and I'm responsible for radiating your brewery and many other super crimes. And he's just, I'm just like, roll for that then? All right. Five tens. Or so. Yeah, he believes you. Uh, like. <laughs> I was continually surprised at your actions with Honey Bear. Help me cheat on the bar. No, that would be wrong. I have to go help all these kids cheat on the stand. Yeah. What you changed your mind about? I know, but like I was. He was like, really? You realized what you just did? Oh, I did do that. That's kind of cool. Hey, well, I I have some leftovers here from helping out the kids. Maybe. uh... No, yeah, I loved it. It was was great. Um. 
<laughs> so yeah, what kind of uh, other things surprised you guys about the campaign? Like, I mean, we, we already had some with the relationships and stuff. Uh, I mean, for me personally, obviously, like, chance decision, like, there are several times with, like, I didn't know how far Caleb was going to run with this. Like, I knew they were making bad decisions. Like, I know I, I was saying the, the radiation was a bad idea, but I still went for it. But that was, like, a defining moment of the campaign. You killed all the beer. I know. I, <laughs> I just... Um, but other... I, I, I was actually surprised Ronald died. The, the, oh, yeah. the zombie survivor. I really was rooting for him. I really wish we could have had a chance to save him. Yeah, you, I mean... Well, you did, but you didn't want to cause the fight. When you were undermanned and, and, and stuff like that. Yeah. So. It was a tactical decision and it was well, we one of those, I would have, I mean, during the it fight, was the I didn't think he was going to get killed during the fight. Yeah. Because uh, we, I mean, and he was so quick, like he was like from wounded, just like dead in like one or two hits. He was taken out really quickly. Well, in the, in the game, like I, I did receive some playtest reports, like for people who did like episode one, two, and then they went to Brands of Justice, or they did one, two, yeah. and then they went to seven. Yeah. And and they're just like, man, the tone of this changes drastically. No kidding. And I'm just like, well, yeah, but that's in the game. Like, the damnation mechanics are dark. Like, to order a Pope to Hell, there's literally, like, an intestine glyph yep. that has to be drawn on the ground with five dead people. Like, And so, like, the game stays pretty lighthearted and spoofy, but then it gets very dark very fast when you... <laughs> got real yeah when you go down the deviant pathway but i'm not against that because you know education is pretty much the exact same way like it's yeah. all pretty lighthearted. we're all and then somebody dies or something horrific at a certain point we're like we're already damned anyway might as well help <laughs> yeah yeah uh so, in for a penny in for a pound so yeah i i know the toad kind of waffles like that but i mean it's it's part of the thing like, yeah oh and i do have to say uh too that um, I want to commend you for a couple of really nice bits of foreshadowing that we just completely missed. Um, we saw a little bit about what Grammar Nazi was all about and the fact that she was mind-controlling the kids way before she actually really showed up <laughs> full in force. Mm -hmm. um, that was with um, Sarah's side quest with Sarala, where I asked her to find out why the kid had the bruises. Mm -hmm. And then the kid comes in and he is manically studying for something in... Um, grammar Nazi's class. Yeah. And uh, your son. Well, as soon as Jan's I found son. out my son's yeah. eyes were bleeding from sliding too much, I no, shut her but, garage door on. Oh, it was even before that. <laughs> no, <laughs> the, the session before that. Oh, yeah? Yeah. yeah. He's well, he like, wasn't. He really was studying English. He, he was really studying English. And I knew something Which was up, class. but like... You know, yeah, at that point, it went like, again, Chan makes bad decisions, so he wasn't right. going to nip that immediately in the bud. But once he starts, oh, no, my kid, oh. Well, every, scena every scenario in the book is designed with, like, one or two pages of subplot suggestions, and some of them connect up together, so, like, the Tila subplots in there. But it's basically, like, <laughs> drama kids are causing, <laughs> horrible thing the administrators are up to, problems teachers are having, various things like that, that you can choose to help on or fan the flames. You know, moral conundrums that will go through the entire book. Uh, and then there's foreshadowing flashes, which are just, like, little paragraphs the GM can insert as flavor text to be summarily ignored. But they always, you know, preview something that's going to happen later. And then uh, Lucius is always prophetic. Lucis is always giving you advice on how to play the scenario you're currently doing. 
Uh, but people always ignore him because he, he's a paint huffing uh, hobo. So at Lucy, if though. you go to see Lucas, he always has like some sort of prophetic advice about what's going he's on. Like Teresa. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, but everyone ignores him because he's a paint huffing psycho who lives outside the school. Uh, Stop and, and then like the last fifty. It's like 50-50, and then the last 50% of the scenario is the actual plot. So every scenario in the book is basically designed to be like, all right, here's the fallout of all the choices you could have made. If you did this, if you did this, if you did this, the suggestions. Here's stuff that's going on, whether you did that or not. And then here's foreshadowing for what's coming next. Then there's the actual plot. Is there, were there any surprises for you in the campaign? Um, Aside from Honey Bears, sure. Yeah, not, not really. It's my first game. So okay. Really. <laughs> so everything was a surprise. <laughs> All right, that's All right. good. Uh, Bill, any surprises for you? Uh, you know, kids arguing with inanimate objects. That that genuinely surprised me. Uh, yeah, the, Resolved, truck, you should stop. <laughs> the, Resolved, truck, you do not exist. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, yeah, the, the long-term side effects of the, the powers were really surprising. Is that something really spelled out in the book? Like, no, yeah, it's not spelled out at all. Yeah. I, it's just some GM fiat. <laughs> but it was beautiful. Yeah, it really was. Uh, and uh, if I can climb onto a tiny soapbox here, yeah. I have to... Praise the ridiculously effective, ridiculous weapon that was the Grackle Cannon. <laughs> yep. I had no idea it was going to work that well when I first came you, up with the mental idea of it. Yeah, attacks a tactic automatically is like really powerful to have a devilish device. That's one thing about running the campaign. I, I learned the the nooks and crannies of the rules a lot better. Yeah, and it didn't attack game. it automatically. It just had a really huge weapon bonus and went after a tactic that was, well, a strategy that was very rarely used. Yeah. I mean, went after generosity and on... But yeah, that's a tactic. But then that bleeds into patient. Yeah. And if you lose patient, you go... It was basically a berserk guy, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. yeah. <coughs> Almost given, every time. I mean, given that actually, most of the people you get to interact with in this game aren't really carrying around a lot of generosity. <laughs> yeah. Not it, really. I yeah, mean. it was really effective. Yeah. Uh, so, so, yeah, it's interesting yeah, how the dyna- dynamics work. work. I think I was most surprised that Sarah was the tank of the group. <laughs> like, in her first campaign, Sarah's like eye lasering the shit out of everybody. And Chad's just like, You're pretzels now! Stop hitting me! <laughs> And, Resolved. Yeah, and, and she's just like <laughs> killing Very zombies direct, and yeah. stuff like that. And you're always like pushing Shifty out there to go fight the big bad. Lasers <laughs> were very effective. They were. They were. If, the, if, if it isn't broke, is a giant um, so yeah, for action scenes, um, what any particular? I mean, obviously, you know, we already mentioned the brewery. I mean, I don't think we need to <laughs> beat that Clivesdale down. Well, uh, holy shit, the brewery! I mean, yeah. can we really top that? I mean, that was amazing. Well, I mean, I think every action scene had something to Pretty go much. for it. Um, I do think, I mean, in terms of intensity, the brains of justice, because I was, I felt the most desperate fight in the campaign. Because again, I wanted Ronald to live, and like, uh, I felt like, yeah, th- those guys weren't going to show us any mercy at all. No, they are the unrepentant assholes of the yeah. setting. So uh, even, I mean, yeah, it was even more than the um, the angel scene. Uh, angel I will fighting. admit to metagaming the ever living hell out of that. Uh, I had totally read up on angel rules. And, <laughs> you know, I, f- I figured it was a it was a nice gambit to just just see what happened if you would follow through with it, Caleb. Oh no, like that's part. I mean, like unless you oh. have like five angels and you've all been sending your asses off. 
Yeah. Three angels are going to beat you. Like they have master dice in everything. Like, uh, and so that's the point of that that session is uh, is that you have to face this unbeatable foe, but your demons can kind of help you metagame on that and tell you the rules. Like the way yeah. to beat them is to play with the rule. Evil's flexible. Dirty Morality tricks. is rigid. Like yeah. or turn their teeth into tar and <laughs> yeah, that works. <laughs> and and kill them with yeah. a crap load of pointy pointy little yeah. bitty bird bits. Yeah. But in in the campaign I got a play test note and it's like, this is called the mini of strength. 90% of the game is about preparing for a test, and then you just get attacked by angels. I'm, yeah, no, that's the intention. <laughs> I want everyone to be like, yay, we made the standardized test. What? Ah! Uh, yeah. It's just like teaching high school. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Just every day you get attacked by bodybuilders with angelic powers. <laughs> um, I mean, uh, were there any other things that you wanted to include in the campaign that you couldn't because of time or anything? Um, or they, I mean, and then you guys... Collateral damage yeah. rolls. More <laughs> of them. More of them. I don't know. We seem to... Maybe we should do an epilogue session. Yeah. I just kind of wanted to get it finished and yeah. like make sure that more... Give it an ending before... Right. More scheduling made it more <laughs> difficult to finish the ending. I thought I was satisfied with the ending, but yeah. maybe people deserve uh, that. Um, but I don't know. I was pretty happy with everything that was. I kind of wanted a field trip or two. Oh yeah, I guess we could have done a field trip. Those are well, in the subplots. Yeah, three of us went to uh, DC. I didn't go. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I thought I was yeah. the one who went. Okay. Yeah, you were uh, helping out with a lot of things, and at one point in time, you uh, swapped out the. Uh, you changed the notes. Yeah. Uh, okay. You changed a pin in somebody's note uh, into okay. uh, white out. Oh wait, yeah. <laughs> and it leaked. Yeah. Oh, I should have. Uh, I, I should have developed the mayor character more yeah. in the playtest. I mean, he's more in the book. He's a recurrent villain in the book, but uh, I should have developed the mayor character a little bit more. Yeah, and the governor subplot. I mean, that did kind of. The uh, governor subplot would have blindsided us. Yeah. I do, I, but I do like the idea that the whole conspiracy that launched you has nothing to do with you, and yeah. you right. catch it really late. Like, I mean, given the way you characterize the governor, it kind of makes perfect sense. Yeah, like both for you know the archfiend's motivation, you know, couldn't really be doing anything too obvious, mm-hmm. and you know, the governor with an angel that refuses to use it. Of course, you're not going to hear about that. Yeah, I think I think my favorite campaign is the not campaign. I think my favorite battle in the campaign is the last one because I like being able to like call back all the GMTs. Yeah, you didn't murder. I mean, I do uh, the same thing for road trip. I mean, the last yeah. ride you get to you can get be helped or hurt by every group that you've met along the way. You can call and if you help them out, they'll help you. If you screw them over, they'll come back and get you. You know that kind of stuff. Yeah, and the, basically the way I describe it is like, well, don't make it too easy because you call in a GMC horde. Yeah. Just stat up the opposition to have more minions, but it will be truly epic if you know Painbow is dousing a hell giant with a chocolate fountain, and <laughs> Grammar Nazi is stabbing something with a question mark, and then you are still trying to point. Or yeah, whatever. I don't know. I think commas are for stabbing. <laughs> commas are for stabbing. Oxford commas. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah, is I I think it's really cool. I even call back all the people previously in the campaign that you right. don't murder. That you don't murder. Or get accidentally killed by others. Or you yeah. Or don't light their cats on fire. Or or we didn't murder them. They got killed by the brains of it. Anyway, poor Robert. Anyway, uh, what about you guys? Any things you would have wanted to see in the campaign or missed out on? Uh, Subplot-wise or main like? I <laughs> Honestly, the, the 
the people I was channeling, like, the, it was really great for Mr. A. He got to have friends for a little while. It was a first. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Um, David? Difficult question. Yeah. Um, basically, to put it in a different way, mm-hmm. I've just handed you this lovely cake that has a delicious icing on it. Can you think of anything else that we should have put into this cake to make it even better <laughs> without taking away from the original cake or the icing? You yeah, really I mean, can't. Um, you can't really put blackjack and hookers in a cake. Yeah. Well, I think you can put them. Oh, yeah. Well, You're brave enough to try. But then it a really hooker with a deck of cards <laughs> pops out of the cake. But those aren't really cakes. <laughs> well, they. Well, all right, fine. If we want to get a semantic. With then. our ba- with our yeah. group, we would probably try to bake it with that poor young lady inside. <laughs> yeah, your character's probably. By mistake, not intentionally. It could be an accidental death. Here, just hit this lip sheet. Like a hooker with blackjack cake for the kids. Yeah. Just wrap this lip sheet around you. It'll protect you from the (laughs) oven. Chan, that was asbestos. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. Uh, Sarah, was there anything you were kind of surprised? (laughs) Okay. Um, Yeah. More Sarah would have been good. (laughs) <laughs> very quiet I'm sorry no it, it was great I mean because the scenes that well, you were in you were you really uh, it was it, it would made them more effect or made them more dramatic because like that I mean like again that one scene where you solo the news crew game you just like stealth in there as the little bird and just eye laser thing it was, it was uh, great Robert, <laughs> you were the most effective character in our group like Caleb said like you, you had your shit together we were just train wrecks. You were, yeah, you were also the one that, the that changed the fetish four into the frame four because yep. you were seen fighting all the zombies. I did do that. And everybody yeah. else was like cowering in the, in the building or trying was, to investigate. I was stuff. investigating all you were you were all like out in front of news cameras fighting zombies. So. Yeah, I was investigating terribly. But. I think I think what solidified in my mind the idea that the campaign has to be about player logic creating the conflict for the next session was you guys trying to flip the house. <laughs> and when you went for five or six sessions and kidnapped a realtor for realizing, we don't own this house legally. There's no way we could sell this house. We literally just stole it from crackheads. Sessions nine tenths of the law. And he's just like, okay, where's the deed? And you all just like having kidnapped him, yeah. tied him to a chair, just blankly staring at each other like, oh... I guess you need one of those to. <laughs> so after you'd renovated the whole home, yeah, we had to keep the honey badgers busy. Like, you know, idle hands are the devil's playthings, or something. Like the that. devil's play place. Playthings, playthings, right. uh, or something like that. Whatever. And I, I think my favorite thing to do as a GM and better angel is play NPCs having to react to the stupid powers, like, yeah. <laughs> like being impossible beauty to inspire to suddenly be good at architecture and like, oh, that's how that works. <laughs> Actually, I don't think that was the impossible beauty. Oh yeah, that was, no, that was Cloven. Yeah, Cloven Hood. Oh yeah, their, yeah. To be, we talked them into selling their soul to be good at carpentry. <laughs> yeah, that are are. Um, I had to do a body control for the last con. They yeah. body controlled Kanye West to do something while well, he had a microphone in his hand. And it doesn't stop their mouths. So he was like screaming at a disconnect between his brain and what his body was doing. I'm a musical genius that's being forced to do things against his will. <laughs> Pretty much. I just went on a huge tirade of narrating his actions. Uh, yeah. I'm going to let you finish. <laughs> I, think, yeah. I think that has to be your reward for the Kickstarter. <laughs> 
<laughs> no. I don't think well, so. we're going to body control Kanye next. <laughs> no. Well, I That's mean, Kale's brand. I mean, yeah. we did record that. If you're yeah, we did record that. So, uh, that, 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 keep that in mind. Um, so, uh, so Sarah, since this was your first experience oh, no. playing role playing games, um, <laughs> What did you? What What is your impression now of how? <laughs> this time, uh, and the uh, the campaign in general. Uh, well, I was very entertaining. Yeah. I was always terrified, but I had a good time. <laughs> <laughs> I was terrified, but I had a good time. Yeah. Uh, well, actually, one of the things that it, it, you know, one of the things that a lot of people in the RPG industry are talking about, like how we get new people in, and like especially like D and D's brought up. You know, everyone starts with D&D, or a lot of people do, but it's like, it's a really complex game. So, like, mm-hmm. this is, how complex do you feel like Better Angels was and, like, the one-roll engine in terms of... Uh, that was a big selling point. People <laughs> kept being like, it's really easy. Yeah. <laughs> it's not going to be difficult. It's only one roll, and it's just, you make your matches. It's in the so, name. Yeah. So, that was really helpful, because okay. that's intimidating. So, the, the strategy the and tactics part wasn't, like, because, I mean, for... Like us, we're more used to like strength, dex, con. Like it's a these are very abstract attributes, and it's kind of a hard. But I mean, it was yeah. I mean, it wasn't too bad. If I can interject just a little bit on that, sure. Um, I when uh, statting up the Sarala side of the sheet too, um, I tried to take a look at everything that Sarah was going to be doing, and I tried to put in as many points in the good side as I could, without you know. <laughs> What? <laughs> These are useful stats. These are things that you're probably going to be using a little bit more. You don't have anything here, so I'm not going to put anything in this to make... I could have put points in to just drag her to hell right off the bat. Yeah. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to just see if I can bolster her up a little bit. I think that also led to... Our, the, that, that system also promotes... In terms of Better Angels as a whole, I mean, Kale pointed out, but I mean, we were all guilty of it. Like, the whole system of attributes in Better Angels kind of promotes player logic because the attributes that get you into hell are also the ones that fuel your superpowers. Yeah. Yeah. So everyone's like, I want more of that attribute so I can turn things into more things even better. Or I can eye laser even better. I don't care if it brings me to that precipice over eternal damnation. I want my eye lasers. And, and, and that's the thing I recognize breeding it is that while you do need to be in conflict with your human a little bit, like I've seen like con better angels game go really bad with demons just start off antagonistic, just like you shall flay the flesh of the innocent. Like, and of course, all right, everyone be quiet. No, shut up. They don't use the demons, and it's a day about. It becomes a game about, like, schizophrenia. Like, <laughs> hearing voices in your heads. Nobody has any powers. And let's face it, everyone is John. It's does that way better, that. yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so I think demons kind of have to metagame and be jerks, but not, like, antagonistic. They need to not be on the character's side, but at the same time not yeah. actively driving them to hell until they get to that point. Like, that's why I kind of made all the demons in the campaign related. Like... Mm-hmm. They're very keen. They're as keen to sabotage each other as they are to promote themselves. Like even for anybody else, I would have gone with the same tactic. Yeah. Because, well, let's be honest here. If I was Bill's demon and I gave him a crap ton of power and went, you know what? I'm just gonna stay back here. You do your thing. He would have gotten himself into hell a hell of a lot quicker than I could have. True yeah. story. And Same I, thing with Ross. And I, I mentioned that in a campaign. Like, look, yeah. 10 plus sessions is a long time to go with unrepentant player logic. Like, you need to give your players time to realize, oh, wait, 
I'm one smack away from going into hell. Like so close. Maybe so excited. Maybe I should. Maybe I should like try some repentance for a while here. Like, and once they get the idea that they have to keep it in balance, then it's good. It's just more subplots to do because you need to get out of hell. But at at the start, everyone's just like, "No, I'll kill that baby. I'll I'll, I'll get another point of cunning. Yeah, I'll kill that baby." Like, and you, you just. They can't do that forever. Or it gets, that's a very short game. Yeah. <laughs> um, so do you think uh, uh, whenever this comes out, do you think there's ever going to be any more uh, Better Angels coming from uh, uh, you? Or Oh, uh... uh, yeah. I, I could do something else. I, yeah. I could see other games. I, I, think that, I think it's a game that really rewards having a, a setting and a like, persistent community of NPCs. Like, yeah. Uh, I think one thing I would have definitely not set it in St. Louis if I had the playtest to do again. Because, I mean, we're all familiar with St. Louis, but yeah. I obviously couldn't write that into the book. Because, like, if people don't like wafer-thin pizzas and but like, <laughs> they're not going to buy the book. See, right? I did the city. And if they don't like wafer-thin pizzas, they can go straight down. <laughs> yes. Uh, but, <laughs> Emos! Uh, but, um... But in the book, it's just like, I just made the city Kirby, and I'm like, what do you want, Kirby? National Monument? Sure. Talk to eight plants? Of course that's there. Like, and I think that's better for new players, too. Just like, what, whatever you, uh, <laughs> that's a good demon. Uh, somebody at the playtest had a demon called He yeah, Who Seizes the Means of Production. <laughs> I thought that was the best demon name. Nice. Uh, but... The Red Menace. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But yeah, I, I like the idea of like, okay, the city is and the school, because it's a charter school, is whatever you want it to be. Fencing team? Yeah, we have that, of course. Every high school has it, you know. Uh, and I think that's better for new players, too, because you're not really negating right. anything they want to do. And yeah. the setting kind of supports so Gonzo insanity. Like so. Um, all right, well, uh, players, um, in terms of, I, well, why don't we just open up to sort of favorite experiences or talking like, what are you, like, we're talking a little bit about, like my favorite moment with Sarah being, you know, the stealth commando, uh, <laughs> solid bird. Uh, but, uh, what other favorite moments did you have in the campaign or NPCs? I mean, let's just open up to sort of like, uh, cause I know you had 12 episodes and we recorded it a while ago, but, uh, yeah. Stop huffing pain. Yeah, <laughs> seriously, um, you need to stop huffing pain. <laughs> yeah, I remember. All right, I'm done. <laughs> Lucius was interesting. Like, uh, trying. I mean, I remember me, me trying to make him into my spire informant, and that like that not working. <laughs> trying to. I remember I turned his pants into candy, and like that didn't do anything. Uh, like he just like didn't even care. Um, oh man, Brandon, the insurance agent. That was pretty great. Oh, yeah, because you ruined that guy's life <laughs> so <laughs> badly. If Tila needs a sidekick, he should oh, get that guy. Uh, yeah. And hey, I still maintain, if somebody douses your house with gasoline, it's arson. Doesn't matter if they are wearing spandex and a domino mask. Arson is arson. I'm sorry, your policy doesn't cover accidents. Pure going. evil. He was. Your character's totally going to hell. David. Like, there's no way you're not going in there. When I think of the face of evil, I think of Brad Roar. Because <laughs> it's not like Smiley Whiplash evil. It's full blown entitlement for everything. No, I own this. <laughs> I had good reasons for doing that. Like, yeah. I'm just pure. Just I. Ugh, he's just pure void. I love him. <laughs> Well, so let's, let's just 
think a minute here for the hierarchy of sins. Things that I didn't do. I did not end up with a cult of personality. Yay! <laughs> I did not irradiate an entire brewery and kill all the beer. And I love it. Compar- you killed people! You killed Comparative people. relativistic morality? Like, oh, well, I'm moral right. compared to everyone around me, yeah. so then it's... I, oh, God, Bran is the best character. I, I, I don't know. Are we asking... Like, are we saying that we are all lily white and you, sir, have, have committed sin... We just all own ours. Yeah, no. <laughs> Chan was a terrible person, and he felt really bad oh, about Brad it is after a, bad a while. Person too, but there I think that he's getting dumped on a little bit. Of yeah, yeah. No. You're no. awful. You're horrible. I, you guys are pretty bad too. I think it's story. No, people mentioned it in the comments, like your continued refusal to take any responsibility, even in the face of Tila, and like. Somebody quoted on Twitter, quoted on Twitter in the line. Well, we have to try and break your arm and not and be responding how noble of you. And I'm just like, that's my favorite character choice in the campaign. It's yeah. just his continued refusal to be like, no. I mean, and you, I think that's a brilliant character choice. Like, he Walter White's by the end of the campaign. That's a like, great character. Yeah, that, that, that's a Walter White character. <laughs> like, like uh, seriously, like Miss Ledbetter. Like, you you eventually owed up to Honey Bear and be like, help them see. <sighs> And you did admit yeah. to it's all right. I turned into creatures and I eye laser things. Yeah. The whole time through, it was the hairy tasker. Have you ever killed anyone? Yeah, but they were all bad. Yeah. They all deserved yeah. whatever they got. So you you you, you had, had it in God. check, and then like Chan, he admitted it to his son, and he said like like no, the power controls you, and you don't control it. And like after it, he just like wants to repent and like feel you know hangs up the cowler the luchador mask. Sorry. Hang out uh, toxic acid in the middle yeah. of security prison. Yeah, exactly. Um, Mr. A ran away from his problems. <laughs> yeah. So he's kind of like... I'm working this into a 10-year deal and never seeing you kids again. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, we were all, like, not great people. Uh, nope. But, like, it was all for the kids. We sacrificed our... We risked or sacrificed our souls for the kids. You know, weird. <laughs> and I love just the... Laundry list of horrific things you did. Blowing up smart cars. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you destroyed the green energy initiative. Yep. <laughs> just to get a fence. Yeah, just to get a fence. Not to get money. Just to get a fence. <laughs> oh, I'm sad that I didn't make the fence uh, Mac Jaffrey. I did that in the book, but in the playtest it was Rabowitz. The yeah, crazy, yeah, he was the old lady. Yeah, no, in the book it's just uh, it's it's just a uh, McCaffrey stand-in, a crazy oh, local oh, psycho. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> John McAfee. Yeah, John McAfee okay. or Mac Jaffrey, as I call him. In the okay, book. so like a crazy like. It's totally unrecognizable. Yeah, uh, that was the NPC from our Tribes of Tokyo game who got us all guns. Yeah, he needed to be published. Yeah, so. uh, who is basically a billionaire on the run from uh, the law in South America for <laughs> killing a guy for shooting. Yeah, he's just a very crazy person. Things just keep moving. His people got yeah. yeah, he's your fence in the book now. So, um, but yeah. So, uh, any other uh, insights Gosh. or considerations into the the campaign? I mean, I think this is one of the most Smoothly, I mean, after once we got going, once it got going, set up, uh, it was a very satisfying game for me. Oh, yeah. Uh, and 
it was a very intense. I mean, it wasn't like as intense as terms like like no evil. It was very much like ah, we're damned no matter what. Ah. But like in this one, we're like well, we're damned no matter what. There's a glimmer of hope, except for Brandon. <laughs> but like you know, well, I mean the 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 world is more collaboratively built than no yeah. evil. Like no evil, a literal conspiracy was facing you. Yeah. But in this one, the conspiracy already happened. Yeah. And you're just. Riding the wave, uh, and you're—I really liked how you guys had so much investment in the setting, and in how the book ended up, and and that kind of stuff, and that, and this sort of helped me like become less of an anal GM prepper. Like this was the the stepping stone to Dungeon World, where I did nothing, and it's just like, all right, yeah, here. Wizards and shit go, uh, but that still works still if you want if you if you want to play a certain type of game. That yeah. that is a totally valid GM aesthetic. Yeah. All right. Uh, anything? Else? Yeah. All right. Will you right. play another campaign effort? Yes. All right. <laughs> All right. Every year, like something. You heard it here first. Yeah. No soul left behind didn't turn someone off of role. <laughs> it's greatest goal. <laughs> it's greatest accomplishment. Yeah. So what you're saying it is failed that... to make someone quit. <laughs> so That's the tagline. It's not for yeah. the key as much as it's for the table. Yeah. For the table. For Before the we table. end, I would like to. What is your single favorite moment of the campaign? Single favorite anecdote, uh, episode, or just the one you think that encapsulates? Obvious. I mean, I'll go first just to get it out of the way. The irradiated brewery. <laughs> like, that's obvious, but like, aside from that, um, who, who wants to. Because uh, there's so many. Where so, would this campaign be without Bill's flat what's? Yeah. <laughs> to everything we did. What? What? Yeah, we can't do it right. Like, <laughs> what? Oh. Hold on, I need to okay, compose yeah. myself. <laughs> well, I came to the table thinking that it was going to turn into um, ham to ham combat because Bill and I can both do the. Did someone call for a large ham? I'm here to chew the scenery. No, I'm here to chew the scenery. No, I'm here to... And then Sarah just... I'm Frank Uber from a time. It doesn't matter what we do, just that tiny little voice just popping in with gold. It's, oh my God. Yeah. It was It was a good dynamic. Yeah. What? There, <laughs> there it is. Yeah, there, there it is. is. All right. You heard it here first. Sarah, any, any, anything? Uh, no, I mean, it was a good time. All right. <laughs> That's all I can say. I don't know. I like very much. <laughs> yeah, been very, baseball very, very, very good to me. <laughs> What's that from? Uh, Chicago so, Cubs player. What was his name? Oh yeah. Sosa. Is the same Sosa? Yeah, I think it's. Sosa. Okay. Uh, Caleb. Um, we've mentioned so many good ones. I'll mention yeah. one that hasn't been mentioned because only a few people were here. I think one of my favorite was when I just gave Tom's character a bonus for staring in the mirror <laughs> and thinking about his life in the very first <laughs> Yeah. That, that was pretty his good. existential angst. <laughs> uh, not my favorite, but we've already talked about so many of my favorites. All right. But definitely worth mentioning because it was funny. <laughs> All right. Very good. All right. So uh, this has been our RPPR episode of 101, Better Angels Post-Mortem. Uh, post uh, we'll uh, have the uh, news about the Kickstarter as soon as it launches. And, uh, Please buy seriously book. buy these books. Uh, <laughs> and we'll catch you guys next time. Bye.
act like I haven't tried and tried. It isn't where I look, but what I find. I've been keeping clear of stepping on the cracks. I miss just enough to keep me coming. I wouldn't mind. 